Tainus, Perk Base, Mishnah Aleph, 2-1. In the previous Mishnah, we had listed a total of 13 fast days, which were communal fast days in response to a lack of rain, which could be divided into three different categories of increasing intensity. And there were three, then three more, then seven more for a total of 13. So this Mishnah, I will talk about those final seven, what the uh, Seder Hayom, the basic, um, how they went about besides for fasting, what they did on those seven days. So the Mishnah says, Seder Tanius Ketzad. What went on in those days? What was the, the um, arrangement of the day? They would take in the morning the teva, the box in which a Sefer Torah was kept, from the base classes, the synagogue, into the town square. So we're not talking about taking the Aron Kodesh itself, which was presumably a sort of attached to or built into the wall, as typically was the case back then. Um, but rather, there was a separate box that held a single Sefer Torah that was sitting in front of the Aron Kodesh, which is, and it was before that box, um, that the Shalech Tzibur would, would lead his prayers normally. So we're taking that box with that one Sefer Torah and bringing it out into the town square. The town square, because now this is sort of like a, a disgrace of sorts. Um, we prayed to Hashem privately in the shul, but we got no response, and now we sort of go into the public and sort of are in a less um, respectable situation, you know, crying out in public for Hashem to answer us. V'nosnin efer mikle al gabe hateva. They would put ashes on that box holding the, uh, the Sefer Torah. Um, Efer mikle, Efer is ashes, and mikle means like from a stick, meaning like a burnt stick. They manufacture those ashes. Um, this is to clarify that sometimes Efer refers to dust as opposed to ashes, but here we specifically want ashes from something which was burned um, because that is an allusion to Yitzchak Avinu and the Keda and his ashes still being... Um, in front of Hashem, if you will, of course, um, the Pashib shot is that it wasn't he who was who was offered, but but rather the uh, the ram in his place. But the point is, it was in his place, and therefore those ashes from that offering, um, so like or zechustas, and we were calling those and referring t- to those in this symbolic act. Um, it's a bit of a disgrace, of course, the Aron Kodesh to have this ashes put upon him, upon upon it. But this is really. Um, to sort of symbolize that Hashem is is also with us in our suffering. As the Pasuk in Yeshai says, Bechol tsarasam lo tsar, our suffering is his suffering, so he's suffering with us. Now there's a different girsa that the Rif has, which says, Lamanosin efer mikla al gabe sefer Torah, that the ashes go upon the Torah scroll itself, as opposed to the box in which it's contained. And that is really how... Um, the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch codify it. So according to them, not like our mission explicitly, the ashes actually go on the Sefer, the Torah, the scroll itself. Not only does this, the ashes go onto the Torah scroll, but also Uvarosh HaNasi Varosh Av Bezdin, the Nasi, the head of the Jewish people, as well as the Rosh Av, Bez, the Av, Be, the Rosh Av Bezdin, the, um, the number two man, if you will, who heads up the Sanhedrin. Uh, aside from the Nasi. So both of them also have ashes put on them. And unlike everyone else who also have ashes um, put on them, but in the case of the Nasi and the Roshav Bezin, it's another person who puts the ashes on them. This is sort of also like a bit of like a um, degrading situation because they don't put it on themselves. Someone does it to them and for them um, to, again, sort of to, 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 to lower them and to induce them to also be especially contrite and uh, and realize that uh, their their impotence in terms of, of solving the Jewish 
people's problems without uh, returning to Hashem. And same goes, everybody else applies ashes on their own heads, more ashes on their heads. The place of the ashes is going to be um, where one puts his tefillin shel rosh. Uh, that's really also based on a pasuk, learn out from a pasuk uh, in Yeshaya, in Perak Samach Aleph, Pasuk Gimel, referring to um, happier days of redemption. It says, Lasum pe'er tachas efer. That the those who mourned over the loss of Zion, Yerushalayim, and the base of Mikdash, and will once again put their pe'er, a reference, meaning literally glory, but a reference to tefillin, um, tachas efer in place of the efer, the ashes they have on their forehead now. So the understanding is therefore that the the tefillin go where the ashes were. So therefore, the ashes now will go where the tefillin normally is. Um, each putting ashes on their own. Heads then and then v'hazaken shabahen, an elder amongst them, preferably um, like the oldest person in the community. But it's zaken here doesn't refer to just someone who's old in terms of years, but also someone who's old and wise. Zakana chachma that he's also you know got them at the show for his years in terms of wisdom. He is the ideal person to now do the talking. If we don't have such a person, then we'll find just some other chacham or um, lacking any chacham. We have at least we'll find an ish tzura. The right man for the job. There's different pshatim exactly what an ish tzura is, and the mafarshim and the gemara there, ranging from someone who's just a talmud chacham, not a chacham, um, to someone who is um, tall, someone who's an askan, and so on. Okay, so he says before them, lifneim divrei kibushin, kibush like kavisha is like crushing. Um, so it's some combination of both inspiration, inspiring them to do tshuva, as well as reproof, you know, criticize them for their shortcomings. Again, to do some tudu tshuva, so these are crushing words which we squeeze out how many haughtiness from them and get them to want to return. And he says, amongst the other things he says, he actually says the following. What he's saying here is a reference to the story of the people of Nineveh as told in Sefer Yonah. The book of Yonah, we have Hashem approached Yonah and said he intends to turn over the city of, of Nineveh, which was the largest city in antiquity there in Assyria. Um where I think 120,000 people lived, and Yonah ultimately, cutting out the whole story of Yonah, say for Yonah, goes and tells them of Hashem's plans, and the people do tshuva, and and the, and the calamities averted. So based on that, here, this zakin will say, Achenu, my brothers, lo ne'emar ba'anshe ninveh, regarding those people of Nineveh, it doesn't say, v'yar Elohim es sakam ve'es ta'anisam, that Hashem saw their sackcloth that they put on, this very uncomfortable um, clothing made out of like goat hair, Vestanisam, and they're fasting. Although, of course, they were wearing sackcloth and they were fasting, just as the people whom the to whom the Zakin here is speaking are also fasting, etc. But the point is, those external acts isn't what made things um, change. Ella, what the Pasuk does say is, Vayar Elohim Esmaaseim. God saw their deeds. Kishavu midarkam hara. They had returned from their evil ways, and therefore, the pasuk continues on. Vinachem Elohim al hara shared dibar lasos lahem beloasa. Hashem um, had changed his mind regarding the course of action he would take um, against its people, and therefore he didn't do the 
destructive act he had intended to do originally because they did tshuva. So the point is that the Zakans trying to induce the people to do tshuva and not just a fast, you know, a hollow fast, etc. Um, so that the calamity will be averted and the rain will come. More than that, Ubakabala hu Omer. We also, um, based on some psukim, these are, these are psukim from the Navi Yoel, one of the Treasar. Twelve minor prophets, Yoel features prominently in Masechus Tainus, you might have noticed. So again, the Pasuk says, Shuvu adai b'chol return to me with all your hearts, uvetzom uvevechi v'mispad, with fasting and crying and mispad, you know, crying out to Hashem, v'kiru levavachem v'al bigdechem, quotes the Mishnah, that part of the Pasuk, tear your hearts and not your clothing, v'shuvu el Hashem elokechem. And return to Hashem, your God. Meaning, again, we're not interested in, in chitzoni external acts. We're talking about the whole context. This whole masechta is we're doing external actions to promote people to change internally, to make them um, return to Hashem, which is the reason why Hashem was withholding the rain in the first place. And therefore, that's the message that the that the uh, the zakan is giving that it's time. This is a time for doing tshuva, and not just a time for all sorts of acts.